The fullness of light and love is eternally shared among the Father, Son, and Spirit. The majestic triune God didn't model himself after our families. Rather, he modeled the earthly concept of family after himself. Our family life faintly reflects the life of the Holy Trinity. That's why Paul speaks of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the family in heaven and earth is named. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. The love among the persons of the Trinity was so great from eternity that the Father determined to create a world of people who, though finite, would have personalities that reflected the Son. Being conformed to the Son, people could then share in the blessed holiness and joy of the Trinity's family life. God created Adam in his own image and Eve from Adam. From them came the entire human family so that mankind might have covenantal fellowship with God. As a two-person family, our first parents reverently worshipped God as he walked with them in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Adam disobeyed God, however, turning the joy of worship and fellowship with God into fear, dread, guilt, and alienation. As our representative, Adam severed the relationship between the family of God and the family of mankind. But God's purpose could not be thwarted. While they yet stood before him in paradise, God held forth a new covenant, the covenant of grace, and told Adam and Eve about his son, who as the seed of the woman would break the power of Satan over them, and secure to them the blessings of this covenant of grace. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. Through Christ's obedience to the law and his sacrifice for sin, God opened the way to save sinners while satisfying His perfect justice. The Lamb would be slain on Golgotha to take away the sin of the world so that poor sinners like us could be restored to our true purpose, to glorify, worship, and have fellowship with the triune God. As 1 John 1, verse 3 says, Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. God deals with the human race through covenant and headship or representation. In daily life, parents represent children, a father represents his wife and children, church office bearers represent church members, and legislators represent citizens. In spiritual life, every person is represented by either the first or the last Adam. See Romans chapter 5 and 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This principle of representation surfaces everywhere in Scripture. For example, we read of the godly line of Seth and of Noah and Job offering sacrifices on their children's behalf. Genesis chapter 8 verses 20 and 21 and Job chapter 1 verse 5. God organized the human race through families and tribes and dealt largely with them through the headship of the Father. As God said to Abraham, In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. The Mosaic economy continued the principle of the Father representing the family in worship and fellowship with God. The book of Numbers particularly focuses on God's dealing with His people in terms of families and their heads. The Father was to lead the family in Passover worship and instruct His children in its meaning. The Father's leadership role in worship continued throughout the monarchy in Israel and in the days of the Old Testament prophets. For example, Zechariah predicted that as the Holy Spirit was poured out in a future age, the people would experience Him 
as the spirit of grace and supplication, moving them, family by family, to bitter and heartfelt lamentation. Particular families are named according to their heads and fathers, the house of David, of Levi, and of Shimei, Zechariah chapter 12, verses 10 through 14. The relationship between worship and family life continued in New Testament times. Peter reaffirmed the promise to Abraham, the father of the faithful, Romans chapter 4, verse 11, when he declared to the Jews in his Pentecost sermon that the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, Acts chapter 2, verse 39. And Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 14, that the faith of a parent establishes the covenant status of holiness, privilege, and responsibility for his or her children. The New Testament church, which included children with their parents as members of the body, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, and the experience.